This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Almar, are you here? I'm here. Shava, is that you? I'm super rich now and I have an airship. Uh, Want to come <laughs> with us? Yes, yes, by all means, yes. We fly to the mole slums next. Who's knocking on my door? Captain Clapton, it's me. We're getting ready to make sail on one last grand adventure. Count me in. All right, so back to the saber. We visit the Drake. Ready to go. Very good. I need to check in with Care Drayden. I've called together a small team to help you with controlling the ship. Alindria Faceworn has said that she is willing to lead the assault. If there's anybody in this city that I'd want to go rescue, it'd be Ezrik. Ezrik! Ezrik, are you here? We remember you. Tokus would have come himself, but he's flying our airship. Want to come? I suppose. You arrive at Lytic's Cross. I descend on the ladder and I'm just calling out, Nibrin! And then you sweep <laughs> Nibrin into your arms. <laughs> You're like, Tokus, we're good! And then he just yeah, takes a <laughs> Onwards to adventure! So we're, we're actually dropping them all the way off, right? Like, we're actually not necessarily keeping the Drake for this awesome adventure unless he really, really wants to come. And even yeah. at that point, isn't his wife just going to be like, Honey, you should, you should be here with us. Yeah. You shouldn't yeah. be chasing after this silly adventuring life that's that's past that's through for you we'll have nibrin to fly the ship now that we've procured additional resources we give uh the drake the option of staying with his family yeah we are no longer conscripting you into service but you're still the chosen one whatever you decide (laughs) he's still the chosen one actually if he stayed he makes a good cook alternative to olaf that's true he does. He does, and he serves up drinks like no other. He has some motivations pulling him in both directions. He really might come with. I'm going to make a, a check to see how well he was able to pick up on your lessons on the flight over. If he knows how to fly, maybe he'll stay. Hmm. He has no clue. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Jake. Well, then you owe us one. Enjoy your life and your safety with your family, with your lovely family. Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with us doing a good guy maneuver. Yeah, not not at all. You know, not at all. Saving a family. It's what, it's what airships are for. We'll come back for you when you least expect it for the favor that you owe us. Yes. Yeah. No, we're <laughs> actually using an airship for its intended purpose, which is transporting freedom. people. Yeah. Oh, freedom. Yes. Freedom, freedom yes. in the air. Yep, and uh, same thing, I I, uh, embrace Almar as we drop him off and say, I hope you enjoy your new life in Lytx Cross. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But please stay safe, and uh, hope to see you again soon. You as well, dear friend. I don't know where you're planning to go, but I gather that it must be somewhere dangerous. It is. I'm sworn to secrecy on our destination. However, I will will say that it is into the gaping maw of hell. (laughs) <laughs> um, otherwise, I can I can provide no further details. Then I bid you farewell, and may the shoulder of the Ram Lord be ever at your back. Mm. I clasp hands with him, <laughs> and you as well, brother. Is that the first time that Thane has ever gotten to say that in this entire campaign? <laughs> it's the first time that any NPC has responded in kind yeah. when I wish them well in the name of the Ram Lord. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it only took five years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he is your good friend. Yeah. That's true. 
He knows the Ram Lord by now. He knows, yes. <laughs> All right, so our passengers are dropped off. Our arrows are picked up, and now all we have to do is find Nibrin and sweep him off his feet. So Ezric didn't have enough time to make healing potions for the party, did he? We also want one for, um, she's coming with us, right? So we want four potions minimum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did, we dropped off Ezric, too. That's right. Well, no, no, we can't drop him off till he makes at least a potion for each of us, right? <laughs> Did he have enough time in the six hours of travel to make f- at least four potions? Well, what's no, I, I forget? Like, what's how long does it take to make a potion, and how many potions could he have made in six hours? And then we could compensate him for those potions, unless he wants to give us a discount or something. We did save his life, maybe. I mean, who knows what the orcs are going to do? Who knows? I think it's supposed to be like an eight hours of work to make oh, a potion. No. One potion is eight hours. Uh, Ezric, can you come with us? <laughs> Yikes, we could drop him off at a different town, and then we can come back and get him on our way back. If you have fuel. Yeah. I mean, we need these potions. I mean, I guess we could try to just navigate to a town that would sell them to us. But I think it's more flavorful and fun if I get to hang out with Ezric like old time's sake. And he, once we get the other pilots, like, I'm going to totally hang out with him. Like, once the other pilots can actually fly the ship, I'll spend every waking moment with him. On the flight to our death. Learning how to craft potions with him? Yeah, it'd be cool to, like, just hang... Well, even just spend time with him, you know? Like, I I, I guess I kind of took for granted the amount of time I got to spend with him as I was, like, slaving over his dishes and laundry. Yeah. That, like, now that our relationship has changed, Tokus feels that pull and that desire for, for mentorship and, 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 and friendship. Yeah. That makes sense. So I, I kind of hope he stays, but, I mean, he's a free agent if he wants to get off at Littus Cross with... A potion that's made three fourths of the way. I mean, that's it's <laughs> up to him. Um, well, I, I suppose I could go a bit farther. I, there's not much holding me here. I don't know anyone in the Dix Cross. Scarcely been outside of Nanept. All right then. Looks like you're coming with us. I mean, Master, you really could use a vacation. You think making healing potions for eight hours a day is well, a no, vacation? Well, after, no, <laughs> after you finish making the healing potions. Listen, once we get these other pilots able to fly as safely as I can, and that's frankly not even that safe, I'll help you make... What if I help you? I, I have an alchemy skill on my character sheet. I'll help you make those those potions. Just teach me teach me I, I'm, I'm part of the alchemist guild and I can't even make basic healing potions like what kind of alchemist am I <laughs> you failed me as a master as a mentor <laughs> I can't even make a simple healing potion teach me the way of the healing potion that's why people in D&D take alchemy so they can <laughs> make healing potions if it's an herbalism kit that gives you healing potion Crafting. Oh really? Yeah. Oh whoops. <laughs> you could have done that this whole time. Well, didn't didn't I make? Didn't Tokus make the a- antitoxins? Uh, maybe. I thought I made I them. I don't remember. Yes, you did. You made the antitoxins. So I can make some stuff. I'm not a complete failure. Of Hendrick's <laughs> <laughs> like, well. <laughs> uh, all right. So we tracked down Nibrin himself. <laughs> Just won't let him go, will you, Jay? Absolutely, I will not. We could give him a better job. Nibrin is coming. Why would he come with you? Because... We could give him a better job and he could train under the sailors or something. Let me find him and I will explain why he will come with us. He could be Shaba's co-chef. My sous chef? Everybody needs a sous chef. That's a lot of people to prepare food for. It's not 
Yeah, it's not just a couple people Shabbos feeding. Shabbos feeding two birds, carry the two. Uh, yeah, you're, you're feeding you're feeding a lot more mouths than you normally feed. And it needs to be good food. We need to be well-rested. We got 13 people now? Crew of uh, 15, including us. Including the birds? And the birds. You gotta no, feed the birds. Just, just including Nibbert and us, including the birds, 17. Yeah, like one person shouldn't make dinner for 17 mouths. That's not practical. Yeah. Three adventurers. That's, and that's three meals a day? Mm-hmm. Three adventurers, two engineers, six sailors, Captain Clapton, two parrots, Alendria, Isric, and Nibrin. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we need... we And we just dropped off the guy that could have been co-chef. Sous-chef. Yeah, sous-chef. Whatever. So you're shouting out Nibrin's name throughout the town. <laughs> And scouring the, t- the local taverns. Nibrin, where are you? He's <laughs> <laughs> like cowering in some room. He's like, no, no. <laughs> he's, like, he's like in a rain barrel, like peeking up. <laughs> <laughs> They've come for me. Eventually you hear someone saying, hey, it sounds like someone's calling for you over there. Nibrin? <laughs> Nibrin, is that you? Nibrin, our old friend. It's so good to see you again. Nibrin. He steps out of a tavern. You notice he's still walking with a minor crutch. Like a cane. Oh, man. He's like Bob Cratchit's son. Not a cane. He's got a crutch, but he's not really relying on it all the time. Does he have, like, black lung from all those years he was a minor? (laughs) (laughs) Quite possibly. Does he have, like, a wheeze? (laughs) Nebrin, it's you. How are you, old friend? Oh, my my saviors who saved me from that mine. Yes. It's us. Well... I'm mostly recovered, as you can see. Still got a little ways to go before I can fully trust my weight on this leg again. Well, good. Well, guess what? We are here to save you a second time. From what? From this life of mundanity that you lead. (laughs) We are here to bring you to freedom in the skies. What? Not in disguise, in the skies. Look up, (laughs) Nibrin. Look above you. What do you see? See the stars. I see something is blocking the stars. Exactly, yes. and that, that that blockage is what we are here to bring to you. <laughs> the sight of opportunity. Yes, <laughs> that is freedom. That is our airship, and we will pay you to be our friend on <laughs> said airship. <laughs> Whatever you're making right now as a miner, we will triple it. No, double, triple it. and a half it. <laughs> no, to, yeah, if Aslo's here, no, double, double it. No, we will pay you the same salary, but you'll get to ride in an airship, and there's no price we can put on that. How is his cooking, by the way? That actually matters. Like, what's his cooking skill? Is his presence is all we need. Yeah. If he has some skill that we can put to use, all the better, but it's just him being there. We need his, his cheerful personality as emotional support. <laughs> it's his, right. He's just a light to uh, in dark yeah. places. Every room he walks into right. is just a blazing hearth of comfort and friendship. So, Nibrin, you're coming with us. Pack your bags. Let's go. And if you don't have any bags, all the better, because the ship will fly faster. You probably don't, because you can't afford them. <laughs> so, just actually, you probably don't have any personal belongings either. Come on, let's go. 
didn't you give him quite a bit of money last time you saw him? Did we? I think we gave him a gold piece. <laughs> we gave him a gold piece, and he was like, I'm rich. I can use this to pay for my recovery. Is that why he's coming out of the, uh, of the tavern? tavern? He's been spending it on, on alcohol this whole time. Yep, pretty much. Does he look a little disheveled, more disheveled than when we saw him the last time? No, he, he actually looks nice. He's got some nice new clothes. He's, mm. he's in good shape. Okay. All right. Other than the injury good. that's still healing. Speaking of that, I'll go into the tavern and purchase a few casks of ale, because if I know anything about sailors, it's that they get antsy without their ale. Mm. So we need to make this, uh, this voyage a little bit more enjoyable for them. Okay, so you buy some libations. All right. Yeah. How much does that set me back? Wait, you want to buy whole barrels? Yeah, casks, dude. We have six sailors and two engineers. What do you think this is? Some kind of chintzy, <laughs> rinky-dink operation around here? We gotta, we gotta show them the life. Is drinking on an airship different than drinking at sea, like on a ship, sea ship? I mean, in to, terms no, of- I'm just like the altitude. Do you have to? Because you're get, you're breathing less, you're breathing thinner oxygen. Well, it all depends on how high you fly. Yeah, and then you're inebriating yourself. I mean, they say that um, if you're on the water... I just don't want water, any accidents on my ship, Shaba, okay? Sure, fair enough. Togus Tog- has, like, taken ownership a bit of the ship because he's the one that's steering it. You see this, like, personality change come over Tokus. Oh, yeah, of course. They say if you're on the water, the effects of alcohol are increased. I don't know if that's true of being in the air. Hmm. I guess I would have to have flown first class to really know. So, let's see. Full cask, get something like 25 gallons, let's say. It'll cost you five gold for a cask. All right, I'll take ten. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're only going to be in air for two weeks. You don't know that, Tokus. It could be much longer than that. Okay. All right, 50 gold, and then how much do the arrows cost? You might want to pick up arrows for... Is that part of uh, Alendria's fighting style? Or She was a swordswoman, right? Yeah. Arrows are one gold for 20. Okay. Well, Aslo could use some arrows, too. I'll pick up 10 of those as well. All right, so you've just got all the arrows you could ever need. Yeah. Stocked on the ship. <laughs> yeah, I don't really fire my crossbow much anymore. No, you really don't. You have way better things to do with your turns. <laughs> Although, you do have, like, cool maneuvers with... Like, can't you, like, okay, couldn't, if some, if an enemy was on a cliff and you shot them using your uh, College of Swords ability, couldn't you push them off the cliff? I could. Yeah, your crossbow, like, could come up clutch. You could be the one to shoot Cherikov off Off, a cliff. Off a cliff, that's true. Now we just need to lure Cherikov off the cliff face of the volcano into the lava, into Mount Doom. You're you're going to be the one that, I'm going to quote you on it. You said the crossbow. The hand crossbow was useless, but you're going to shoot him into the lava. Okay. I'm calling it now. All right. My money's on Asla's going to kill him. It's going to be a one-shot kill. Stripey can't kill Steel, the final boss. That's true. I don't say that in front of Shava. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So once we pick up Nibrin, we turn due south, and we make for the caldera. You just assumed that he agreed. Yep. Yes. We sure did. I throw him over my shoulder. Until he does agree. <laughs> well, wait, what was the actual deal? Are we actually paying him? Yeah. Don't you worry about that, Tokus. I no longer have to split my money with Stripey, so uh, I've got a little extra cash. Okay, so we're paying him a better salary so that he becomes your sous chef. We are paying him, again, for his friendship, <laughs> which is, should be the basis of all good friendships, <laughs> is, is 
proper salary. Well, what is? I want to know what what his answer was. Like, does he want to go on the adventure? Is he willing? Of course, he does. Even if he says no, he does. Well, no. What does he say? He wants to come with us because it's the greatest adventure he will ever experience. I, I want to hear it from his lips. Well, you'll have to wait till he gets aboard the ship, then. That's true. I can't hear what he's saying right now. <laughs> Nibrin, what do you say? How long is this going to take? I mean, perhaps I, I can leave the mines for a little while and earn enough to take some more time off. Oh, a couple of days. You can leave the mines for a month and earn enough to never have to work in the mines again. How's that sound? That sounds wonderful. Well, there you go. I mean, if he's still working in the mines with his limp, it's like not a great situation for him. We actually might really be helping this guy. Exactly. We're doing him a favor, Tokus. Uh, how much do you get paid in the mines? Poor lifestyle is two silver a day. So he makes about that. Unskilled laborer, minimum income per month, six gold pieces. So yeah, like two silver a day. Yeah, we could match that. Yeah, definitely. Or, or even better. We can, we, we might be able to do better than that. Yeah. I believe I have 3,642 gold on my person right now. So we'll be okay. <laughs> Yeah, we, we can afford it. So if we double his salary, that's 146 gold a year. Think we can swing that? I think so. We'll pay you, we'll pay you a year's wages for a month's company. <laughs> double a year's wages, sorry. So two years' wages for one month of Afford. companionship. And you don't even have to do any work. All you have to do is go around to the sailors and spread your cheery personality. <laughs> and help cook some food. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it might be nice if he helped you serve. That's a lot of people to serve. Have you ever flown an airship before? Do you have any, any interest in learning how to fly an airship? <laughs> yeah, actually, do you have any space air sickness? We offer excellent benefits on the job training um, <laughs> and a career path that will send you literally up into the skies. And a Toastmasters program. Don't forget about that. <laughs> yeah. Does he get air sick? Only one way to find out, right, Nibrin? <laughs> yep. Count me in. <laughs> All, All right. right. Sweet. We got Nebrin. We got Nebrin. Guys, we're, we'll be fine now. He was the most expensive one to get. There's no <laughs> way we can possibly lose. Our crew is complete. We can't let Ezric know how much we're paying Nebrin <laughs> to essentially do nothing. <laughs> we have my ex, my, my, excuse me, not ex, uh, my master slaving over healing potions for the party <laughs> yep. at full labor. No, I'm going to, I'm going to help him. Like once... Let me know when the engineers are trained up. Seriously, Thane, I'll, I'll help Ezric make the potions. It looks like they're getting the gist of it. They can pretty much fly it at this point. So Sweet. They could take turns, or maybe you and them could take turns flying. I mean, if I'm free, I'd rather they get more hours of experience behind the wheel. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get some alchemical experience and help Ezric make those potions faster. Will that speed up how... Like, once I know what I'm doing, will that actually speed up the time? Elindria has some other plans for you. Mm. She wants to train the three of you. Oh. I don't get Whoa. to learn. Wait, training? Training. Dude, training? Wait, Elendria, what What brought this on? Wait, does this ship have a gravity chamber in it? You can train in 50 <laughs> times gravity. Yes. You need to put in the work. All the help you can get to prepare you for your mission. Mm. I don't want to go in with unprepared subordinates. So you're saying we're weak. I agree. I think you're right. We're pipsqueaks. Compared to you, we're a bunch of weaklings. We need to spend the whole voyage there training. After Tokus gets some sleep, of course. Teach us everything you know. Please, Landria. Yeah, aren't I already not good at driving the ship? Hasn't my 
exhaustion already kicked in? No, it only takes effect once you take a long rest. Okay, well, Tokus is deathly tired. I, I need to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's late at night, too, so... Mm. I feel the armband sucking out my very life force. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's sleepy time. All right. Time passes. Uh, and so as we head south over uh, the Verdant Ridge, I think um, now would be the time to find a good spot and uh, make a quick stop and um, lay Stripey to rest. Ah, yes. And so I think we pick out a, a good, like, nice, maybe a green hillside, a grassy hillside, and we find a, a nice young pine tree and dig a, a grave. And then I construct an elaborate crane, of course, to lower Stripey's tiny... <laughs> to lower Stripey's <laughs> tiny body into the hole. Um, and then, as though I'm going to... Um, I'm going to ask a quick favor of you. Uh, I... I take out like a crumpled piece of parchment and I like unfold it and smooth it out and you can see there's like a bunch of stuff written on it and then there's like a bunch of lines crossed out and stuff written over it and in the margins and stuff. Um, I've written a few words, well actually kind of a lot of words, but not all of them. And I was wondering if you would serenade us with uh, a tune on the bagpipes. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you mind playing Dust in the Wind uh, for us while, we <laughs> <laughs> while, while I read these words? Shaba. I would be I would be happy to. Thank you, my uh, friend. So at first I inflate the bagpipes, which is makes that awesome. <laughs> <noise>. <laughs> and then I begin to play, and that sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm sure it does. You've overcome your fear of playing in front of others. Uh, I don't know. I think I think my back is still. Uh, I, I know I have to have you guys not look at me. I'm, I'm standing in the back. Even after taking care of Felmandar and everything, you're still not. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't I haven't really had the chance to test it out yet. But yeah, I think I'm standing back behind you guys uh, playing. Okay. And you're just you're looking at the grave site. All right. Um, do you want me to take over for you real quick so you can say a few words about Stripey? Um, now, now that you've got everything inflated and going and stuff. <laughs> nope, nope, that's okay. I'll just keep playing. Okay. Uh, how about you, Tokus? Do you have anything you want to say? I didn't even think I was going to come to this, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get an invitation. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I'm here for you, Shaba. <laughs> well, that's all I would expect, knowing you're... Uh, your relationship with Stripey and such as it was. Uh, well, I th- thank you guys for supporting me. Um, <clears throat> uh, so I look down at the at the paper and take a deep breath and try to stifle my, my tears. Uh, and I say, <clears throat> as the bagpipes are playing, Stripey, you were like a father to me. <laughs> <laughs> also like a son <laughs> and a brother, even a sister sometimes. A mother, an uncle, a second cousin thrice removed. You're my everything, is basically what I'm trying to say. It's hard to find the words to say how I really feel, because mostly, you're just my very best friend. If you could have talked in my language, you would have told me how much you despised and resented me. And yet you kept coming back, time after time. (laughs) Because you knew I would feed you. And you had grown too fat and lazy to hunt your own food. (laughs) But I know deep down that no matter how much you hated me, you hated my friends even more. (laughs) And so, Stripey, here's to you, to the times we shared, the memories we made, the adventures we went on, the battles we fought, both with each other and against other people, 
There's no one like you, Stripey, and there never will be. My brilliant vagabond, my shining star, my crafty beguiler, my woodland mobster patriarch. Because on this, the eve of what may be our greatest battle yet, I am forlorn at the thought of not having you there and of not having my kills stolen by you. (laughs) Yet even so, I know that from this moment on, whenever the shadow of death comes a-prowlin', I will look it in its shadowy eyes and declare that when my time arrives, I will not be afraid. I will venture bravely forth into that everlasting darkness, for it is a darkness I will share with you for all eternity. Way up in the sheep clouds with our Lord and Savior, Kavaki. I'll see you soon, my friend. And with that, I, I light a candle, um, then I kneel down and gently touch the flame to the dry grass and... You see that as fire as fire erupts across the hillside where I have painstakingly trimmed the undergrowth with a pair of scissors, it creates the shape of a giant heart with a depiction of Stripey's face at the center that's visible like from the sky. And then I'm like, okay guys, we better leave. This thing's gonna get out of control here pretty fast. After you're done with your message, you hear a slow clapping and Captain Clapton comes out and wipes his eyes. <laughs> that was beautiful, lad. <laughs> oh, Captain Clapton. And I just run into his arms and <laughs> embrace him and start crying on his shoulder. <laughs> Thank you for being here. He gives you a solid thumps on the back. There, there. <laughs> I know what it's like uh, to lose a dear friend. Oh, I don't know if I'll ever be the same. Does it get better? Tell me it gets better. You never truly recover. But you learn to deal with the pain. I hope so. I wipe my eyes, and then I go over and put my arm around Tokus and Aslo's shoulder each, and I say... You probably have to get on your knees to do that. Yeah, I do. I kneel down, and I say, okay, Aslo, you can stop with that god-awful racket now. (laughs) It's so loud. But thank thank you guys for both being here. I know that we all remember Stripey, maybe some of us more fondly than others, but... uh, Love him or hate him, he was a part of us, and uh, what we do from this moment forth, we do it for him. Or at least I do. So, let's go do what we've got to do, and try and do our part to save the world. Because I know that's what Stripey would have wanted. Yeah, for all his treat-stealing shenanigans. He was a crafty one. He was a strong one. He, you know, was a, a pillar of this party, and he will be missed. Yeah, he was a hungry one, too. <laughs> he soaked a lot of damage for us. He did. He was a great damage, so. You know, Shaba, it might be too early to talk about this, but uh, I don't know. Like, this could be this could be the last mission we go on together, and I wonder if you'd like to be buried next to Stripey, too, if you don't come back. <laughs> if it comes to that, I would, uh, okay. to be honest. If I don't make it back, I would love to be buried right beside him. Yeah. Well, if I don't make it back... I want you guys to turn in my remains to the Alchemist Guild and they can turn me into a potion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you certainly have enough preservatives to to make a few concoctions one way or another. Uh, You're going to donate your body to science? Yeah, of course Tokus would do that. I was hoping you'd say turn me into a zombie. But actually, I think turn me into a potion is even better. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. That's great, donating your body to science. There's no nobler cause in science and life and science and death. What about you, Aslo? Yeah. What should we do with your body when you don't make it back? (laughs) Bury you in your parents' backyard. 
Yeah. <laughs> Without telling them. Um. <laughs> Just sneak off in the night. <laughs> like, this is crazy. I mean, why is there a giant lump of dirt in the backyard? <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. Let's just leave it there. With uh, just a folded Merengian flag on top of the <laughs> top of the mound. You know, uh, if I don't make it back alive, I've always wanted to visit the Isles of the Dawn. So, just take my body there. <laughs> just find the Isles of the Dawn. <laughs> just find the Isles of the Dawn. Oh yeah. Well, you know where that is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Oh the, yeah, that's uh, right. The Towers of Arcanomica, the way. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? On second thought. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now that you mention it, Shawn, <laughs> you could please bury my body at the Towers of Arcanomica. Oh, that, that is my dying wish. Definitely. And if you don't fulfill it, you'll probably be placed under a curse <laughs> that will haunt you for the rest of your days. So, uh, just no big deal. We'll just take your body to the Isles of the Dawn and not tell it that it's not the Towers of Arcanomica. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, spe- speaking of All being right. haunted, like... Stripey was a pretty spiteful little guy. I mean, are we sure he's not going to haunt Shaba or us, for that matter? Well, we can never be sure of anything when it comes to that little guy. It's true. Well, so hang on a second, Aslo. So we're going to give your body, we're going to inform your parents if you perish. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. In, in, on all seriousness, yeah. I'd want you to uh, to let my parents know and then they can uh, decide. Or, yeah, just have it buried with them if they can't decide. When Sapphire Saber members perish... Do they get like a like a military thing? They're not part of the military. They're adventurers. They're kind of expected to die out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, okay. Do we have to report <laughs> deaths to the sabers, like to like turn the badge back in? Well, Stripey wasn't technically a member, so no, I know. But if one of us were to die, oh, uh, I would assume so. Yeah, they'd want to know. I would assume they'd want that in the record books. Okay. Yeah, that's actually their tagline, though. Sapphire sabers. We expect you to die. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Join today. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so that done, we uh, we get in the, in the ship, but get back in the airship and head south as fire engulfs the mountainside. <laughs> Countryside. And then I yell out off the side of the deck, Stripey, like your wild heart, may this wildfire bring light joy and destruction to all it touches. <laughs> I don't think the other people would let you set a fire. <laughs> yeah. The grass is probably not dry enough. It probably just burnt out right away. It's a thought that counts, Shaba. I thought you were gonna have, like, a warrior's pyre for Stripey, or that we were gonna, like, do, like, a Viking burial and, like, push him off to mm-hmm. sea. I, I was very surprised that you went with, like, the... That's very Goliath of you. To just bury him on a mountainside. Yeah. Yeah, it's nature Yeah, Stripey didn't really like the water, so... Okay. Neither do you. Yeah. Same here. I would have been too scared to go out on a boat and, like, bury him at sea. Yeah. So. <sighs> well, let's head on. guess that's it. All right. Rest in peace, Stripey. Having bid your final farewells, you climb back aboard the airship, determined to fulfill your mission and not let Stripey's death be in vain. That's right. As you prepare to set off, Elindria asks you, Do you have all the supplies you need? We could perhaps find a place to stop by and get you some more potions and such if there's a need. Hmm. Mm, Not a bad idea. Well, we've got Isric working overtime making us potions of cure, but uh, I don't know how fast the old guy can really produce these days. We kind of, like, coerced him and kidnapped him. Should we find a city to, like, drop him off? (laughs) That's a good question. I don't know if his old lungs are going to be able to handle the caldera. 
All that smoke and ash. You know, Tokus, this is just a random thought I just had. Did we ever get a, a pearl for you to be able to identify stuff using your identify spell? Yeah, so I have a whole spell that has not been used. Okay. Because you awesome. don't have a pearl. Because I don't have the, the necessary components. All right. Well, uh, Lendria, know of any good places where we could stop? I mean, I feel like we're good supply-wise in terms of food and provisions, but, I mean, if you know of a nice little magic shop on the top of a mountain somewhere, that would be helpful. I know a place we could stop in Teraldia and pick up oh. a few basic supplies there. Sweet. A magic shop. Okay. Let's do it then. Excellent. It's on the way, I assume? Yes, Teraldia is... One nation south of Ormog, next to Waspel. Oh, okay. Cool. Awesome. Let's do it. But first, it's time for another royal decree. This one comes to us from Baroness Lauren, and it's dedicated to Baron Avery. Lauren says... Hear ye, hear ye. I'd like for the whole kingdom to say cheers to my amazing husband of five years, Avery. Each year has been full of adventures, and I am so grateful to have taken them by your side. Thank you for being the best husband I could have ever imagined, and for being the most amazing daddy to our girls. We love you so much. And thanks for always waiting on a time for us to listen to new episodes of the DGP together. A true sacrifice. Happy anniversary. Here's to many more. Love, Lauren. Well, a grand and very hap, hap, happy anniversary to Baron Avery and Baroness Lauren. Thank you, Lauren, for sending in that special royal decree. And thank you, Avery, for being... What sounds like an awesome baron and dad and husband. I gotta say, you guys are proof positive that it's true what they say. The family that DGPs together, royal decrees together. Happy fifth anniversary, you two. Sounds like a wonderful family with excellent taste in podcasts. So we wish you all the best, and thank you so much. So, your pilots have not yet learned how or if this airship can really land, so you're making all of these stops by kind of drawing in close, hovering, and then going down the ladder. Yeah. But they let you out a little ways away from town, so you don't draw too much attention, and you can go in and buy whatever basic potions of healing. You know, I'm going to say you can even get potions of greater healing here, if you want to pay for them. Ooh. Oh my. Oh my, my, my. That seems worth to me. And if there's any other supplies that you want to pick up before you head out? I think we should definitely, definitely take advantage of that. I mean, if we're just going to buy potions, maybe we should let Ezric off here. What do you guys think? You're really second-guessing How close was he to finishing? He was just going to make all the way down, wasn't he? And I was like, Tokus was like adding his alchemy skill to help with the labor, because we switched over to the other pilots. They were proficient at this point. Potion of healing takes a day to craft each one. And you said we have two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down to just buy, I guess, a greater one. If, if I'm assuming Ezric's just making basic potions. What is it? Potion of healing greater? Yeah, greater potion of healing. It'll cost you a lot more. It's 200 gold instead of 50. And then it heals 44 plus 4. 
Ooh, boy. What was Ezric making with my help? Just regular potion of healing. Just regular potion of healing? Mm-hmm. How many of those would be available for purchase? The greater ones? Well, you could probably stop at a few points and pick up, like, five of them total. I was going to buy two. You guys good with that? Yeah. All right. I'll buy two of those. That would be 400 Jeeps. All right. Uh, you guys want to buy any? Anything else you're looking for? So that would be that would be four thousand silver, wouldn't it, for two greater healing potions? Yes, correct. I'm just carrying around thousands of coins. I have lots of lower. Be great to get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, I thought about uh, improving my armor, but um, I think the only way to do that would be for me to jump from my studded leather plus one up to half plate, and that would be a plus one armor class. Yeah, that's not going to work out so well for you, I don't think. For 750 gold and disadvantage on stealth checks. (laughs) Yeah. So, I think I'll stick with what I've got. Although, actually now that I think about it, I'm not really using my dual wielding thing much anymore. Especially now that I have damaging spells. I could actually get a shield. Am I, wait, am I proficient with shields? Hold on. Uh, no. I I did buy two of the greater healing potions. Medium armor comes with shields, I'm pretty sure. Huh, Okay. For College of Swords, it says you gain proficiency with medium armor, armor and the scimitar. Hmm. Then maybe this is the one exception. You could have been using a scimitar this whole time. That's it's fun. I could have. Yeah. Bards don't normally get it, I'm assuming. Are all potions the same cost based on their commonality? Like, are all uncommon potions the same? No. And all rare potions? No. How much is a potion of growth? I mean, we don't have those readily available here. Oh, Okay. Never mind. Who would you want to grow? Are you just hoping for the extra damage? No, you. Oh, me? So you could be almost as tall as him. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe the potion of growth might uh, grow your hair out, too. Well, a, a scroll of enlarge would also do the same thing. That might even be cheaper. I was just trying to, like, take a quick look at the potions since we're at yeah. a potion shop just to see. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. I, I would love to offload more of our gold because this might be the end of us <laughs> we can turn if we can convert more of our gold tell you what i would like to buy some uh greater potions of healing okay there's one left since the others each bought two uh, i will buy it what about giant strength potions any of those around let me pull up a list and decide what we've got here potion of climbing potion of invisibility water breathing that's probably all you're gonna get here okay um, does a potion of invisibility um, allow you to downcast by one level your invisibility spell as well? Like, if, would it make any difference if there's one of us that's invised via potion in terms of the spell slot you would have to use up to invis the other two? Regular invisibility is second level, and it can hit one target. Then for each slot above that, I can hit an additional ta- uh, target. Okay, so you'd only have to cast it as a third instead of a fourth if mm-hmm. one of us had it. How much is the Invis potion? Three hundred and fifty gold. Whew. Wow. That is somewhat steep. I mean, I think we could both afford one, though, Shaba. That would alleviate some of Brian's spell slots. Like, if there was a point during the encounter we want to be invisible. I have enough to buy one. Yeah, same. What was it again? 350, Thane? Yeah. Okay. What about the potions of climbing? How much are those? Just in case we need to ascend the caldera. This will be 200 each. Okay. Uh, I will buy three, please. Okay. You're coming in here and pretty much buying out the entire potion stock. 
Nice. <laughs> trying to stimulate the economy. So I give a potion of climbing to each of you as well. Oh, thank you. We shouldn't need water breathing, right? Mmm, shouldn't. Let's assume not. You're going to get there and it'll all be underwater and you'll regret it. (laughs) (laughs) The cultists were also Hoggins this whole time. You're married to a cultist? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm good. You good, Tokus? I think I'm ready. Yeah, I'm just deducting to get the invisibility potion. Then you all get back aboard your airship with your new supplies and resume your travel towards the caldera. Indeed. Let's do it. As your journey takes you southward, the familiar rolling hills near the Tempest-Torn Bay gradually fade into plains in the west, while the dense forests of the Verdant Ridge give way to much larger and rockier peaks in the east. You pass over dozens of towns and villages, their buildings scarcely the size of ants below you. You spend as much of your time as you can with Alindria, training and preparing for the assault. Under Elendir's tutelage, you have each gained a new level and advanced to level nine. Yeah! Did it! Level nine! Wow! I mean, we're like basically wow, amazing end game level power level, right? Isn't that what level Ooh, nine means? Yes. Isn't yeah. what that means? That's that's it. That means we win D and D. It's not as if there's eleven more levels after this, right? I mean, like we're there. Nine is the highest digit. Yep. Right. Exactly. <laughs> It's also the highest number. Yeah, I think it's level 9,000, but like, you know, basically the same thing. Give or take a few zeros. We have her to thank for that. I mean, we can't we can't have really trained to this degree. That's right. On our own. Like, this would have been way... We would have been twiddling our thumbs or, or playing thumb war the whole way over. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Shabo, you would have really liked that because that's what you used to do with Stripey. So I, I play thumb war with you when you get lonely. I just got really sad. Isn't that our training? Just playing thumb war over and over again? Yeah, what kind of training can you do on an airship without popping the airship anyway? <laughs> we have a whole below decks area that you could clear out some space. I, I want I want to know what we actually did. I don't think it's important. I think we may do. We fight with swords, we fight with bows and arrows, we shoot spells at each other. Yep. And it's awesome. After nearly two long weeks of travel and a journey spanning more than 2,000 miles, you have finally arrived at the Embrun Caldera. The mountains at this elevation are still covered in several feet of snow. Below the mountains, the land is arid and rocky, with the exception of snaking green lines following the rivers formed from the spring melt. The region seems far less hospitable than your home up north, and sizable towns are scarce. If the map you retrieved from the cult is to be believed, the caldera itself is at the top of the highest peak in the entire continent-spanning Tetrian mountain range, of which the verdant ridge is only one small portion. The caldera's appearance is daunting. It's ringed in thick, dark clouds moving unnervingly fast and unleashing a blizzard on the slopes below. Frequent thunderclaps rattle your ship. Your crew looks rattled as well, and it's clear that none of them want to go anywhere near the storm ahead. Mm. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, they're seasoned sailors, though. They're used to storms. At least least those people on the ship should be solid. And I'm sure Alendria's fearless. Ooh, it's a little stormy. <laughs> Actually, wait. Does it look like a magical storm, or is this, like, natural to the caldera? I guess we wouldn't know. It's sort of like you see in all those pictures, like the rings of clouds around the mountain top, and then yeah. it has flashes of lightning and snow. I think the only thing to do would be to circle it for a little while and kind of see if it looks like it changes at all, if it's pretty constant. Yeah, I do kind of want to rule that out, Jay, if it's... 
magically being weather protected or something, or if it's just not to give more ideas to the DM, or if it's just like that's the natural state, right? Because we don't want we don't want to fly into like a weather force field, right? Or if it's just something that will pass and will be settled down after a while, yeah. Let's get a lay of the land and we'll circle it. Okay. And at the altitude that you're at, you're probably all wearing your cold weather gear already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We made earmuffs for uh, Captain Clapton's uh, birds. Yep, mm. definitely. Nice. Good touch. And the air is considerably thinner up here. However, Shava, this is the one time that Shava's Goliath abilities are relevant. That's right. You are... <laughs> You are perfectly fine in the cold and in the height. You don't suffer any penalties from this. Mm-hmm. Everyone else will have some struggles. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have some debuffs going on, some negative modifiers. Yeah, you know, for while you're out in the cold and while you're in high altitudes. Oh, yeah. Both of those have penalties for you, but we'll deal with that later. Yep. My mountain-born ability means that I don't suffer penalties of being in high altitudes, and I have resistance to cold damage. Nice. I feel like you've been affected by cold damage at some point in the campaign. I was going to say, have I ever taken cold damage before? <laughs> Surely. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, you've never cast any of your ice spells on me, and I don't think any ice spells have ever been cast on us. No. I mean, fire, of all the different elemental types, right? Like, fire is far more common than cold damage. Yeah. yeah. It's probably happened at some point. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, speaking of damage types... Shaba, I, I think I'm going to have to unbond from your bow. Why would you want to go and do a thing like that, Tuckus? Well, you see, I'm going to reintroduce myself to my classic trusty friend, my gnomish rapier. Poisons are very particular. In fact, they're so particular that a certain type of weapon needs to be used to apply them. And I'm realizing that the uh, Dragon's Wrath battle axe, as cool as it is, it's not, uh, it's not an appropriate vehicle for the poison. Well, the battle axe, I said, would work. Because it's slashing. I could put the poison on the battle axe. It's not the warhammer. And have double poison? You could. It's like the warhammer wouldn't work. The warhammer wouldn't work. So you're saying I could put the purple worm poison on my axe. Your yeah. axe has a blade, so... It does, it does. It could slash and cut, cut open somebody. Yeah, it would have to be piercing or slashing for the poison to get in. So... That would be like a separate thing than the poison damage that the blade that the axe does normally, right? And it wouldn't it wouldn't matter that it does poison damage normally. I I would love to still be bonded to Shaba's bow just in case he ever gets separated from it. If yeah, if if the battle axe can do it all and poison, that's perfect. The only reason I could think of switching it is if you wanted to have the poison applied beforehand to a different weapon, so you don't have to spend your action to put it on. Right, that would be nice, but. Uh, we looked it up too, and it was like poisons lose their effectiveness after one minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like the timing is going to be bad no matter what we do. Yeah. So you don't take the time to bond, to rebond. No. No, I'm going to stay bonded to Shaba's bow. In fact, I I pop the lightning bow into my hand periodically just to mess with him. <laughs> yeah. Just just to troll. Just to mess with Shaba during his training. Sweet. Hey, what the? What the? Hey, what? Huh? Tokus, please, I'm trying to split an arrow with another arrow. Shaba, this is, I'm just testing to make sure that I'm still bonded to your bow. This is a purely a safety precaution. You summon it when it's already drawn back with the arrow in it. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then just Jabba's like, Whoop! just like jaunted forward as it disappears from your hands. <laughs> yeah, right. So this airship does have a gravity chamber, right? Because I would like to train in 200 times gravity, please. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that would be beneficial. So, yeah, Aslo is just doing push-ups in 200 times gravity. And he walks out uh, two weeks later, and his arms are just massive. They're just <laughs> rippling with muscles. Also, he has, like, yellow spiky hair. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's awesome. Dang, you've really leveled up, Aslo. Yeah, I've gone Super Saiyan. It's no big deal. <laughs> I feel like it might have been better for us if you'd used your time to train your mind and your spellcasting. No, 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 no. This is this is fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is much better. I'm just going to punch all of my problems to death from now on. <laughs> punch them all away. Oh, you know what I just realized? While we were in town, I didn't buy the pearl. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. Or the owl feather. Okay, yes, you did. You bought the pearl. <laughs> all right. You got the pearl. How much does it cost? 100 gold. All right, I will deduct 100 gold. <laughs> I bought the stuff so that I can identify. Because we might find something cool in this place. See, one one could interpret that as Thane being like a kind, benevolent GM, but it was basically just him being like, oh my gosh, you guys are so dumb. Just take the stupid pearl. <laughs> Let's make no bones about it. It was sheer annoyance. Uh, Tokus, I, this, this strange looking beetle just landed on my shoulder. Can you identify this? me, please. I've never seen anything like this before. Uh, you choose one object. Is the beetle an object? Yes. It is a creature. Oh, man. It's a person, place, or thing. That makes it an object, right? Alright, I, I drop it on the deck and smash it. Now it's an object. Can you identify it? Okay. I will... Cast identify. For one minute, cast and touch and try to determine if it was magic. <laughs> it was not. Unless it was a spy sent by the cult that was actually a nano beetle. <laughs> when I smash it, do guts come out or do electrical components come out? Oh, wait. If you instead touch a creature throughout the casting, you learn what spells, if any, are currently affecting it. Oh. What spells are affecting the corpse of this beetle? <laughs> it was a spy. I knew it. It was a spy. Okay, let's get into the actual mission here. Oh, this All is right. the actual mission thing. You can never be too careful. Yep. Never be too careful when you're dealing with the cult. We immediately kill any wildlife that comes within 500 feet of our ship. Bird comes, shoot it down. Right, Shaba's just like shooting down every insect and every, <laughs> every bird, bird exactly. that he can. Right, well, as you're circling the mountain, I mean, it's a pretty big mountain, so you're not really circling the whole thing, but you're working your way around it, watching the storm, and it seems like it's just kind of sitting there blowing wind and raining raining snow <laughs> dumping snow all over the top part of the mountain so you can't get all that close to it due to all of the winds and everything it doesn't seem like the storm is abating at all as you watch but you do find what seems to be like a trail small trail leading up the side of the mountain on one portion of it mm. you could probably get the airship somewhere close to that and then go up from there the stairs of Sirith Angkor <laughs> yeah, but that begs the question Why do we want to walk? It's not clear at a distance You can't see the whole trail going back and forth But you can see like a part of it on the mountainside but That looks like a goal that you could get to So the storms are preventing us From piloting the airship toward the top Of the mountain But the stairs or the path 
would be more accessible, is what you're saying. Yeah, you could get somewhat close to where the path is and at least have a general direction of where you want to go. Okay. Should we get dropped off and maybe tell the pilots to wait for us? To back off a little bit and hover and... uh, Yeah. um, Why don't we leave one of the satchels with one of the pilots so that we can communicate with them and tell them to check it every five minutes. That way we can call for an evac. I was thinking about all of your old items and you still have that chalk that you've never really used. Ah. Uh, the chalk, the enchanted chalk the chunk. The chalk chunk? Yeah. Enchanted chalk chunk. Uh, we should use that indeed. I think it would be good to get as much use out of all of your items as we can. Yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, I was just going to say if we are uh, trying to I don't know if we're like just storming in and making our assault, but Either way, we can do some recon ahead of time. That doesn't involve us lowering ourselves down. Uh, thanks to a new spell that I just learned after doing all those push-ups uh, called Clairvoyance. Mm. Okay. There's that. Where would you Where would you aim it? Well, so it has a range of one mile. So as long as we're within a mile, we can place it. Let me read it again. Any obvious location? Yeah, I'm all for that. I mean, like... An inobvious location that you are familiar with or an obvious location that you are not familiar with or something like that yep an obvious location that is unfamiliar to you so yeah we could start by putting it in past the storm i mean it's probably a few miles across this whole caldera oh really it's that big wow what's the flexibility on this spell like could brian say i want to observe from the top of the path we see that there's a path and logically there would be an end to the path right that's what i was gonna i was thinking exactly the same thing like does the path end in a tunnel or a cave where there's an entrance to inside the caldera if so we need to scope it out and try and find that and then see if you can place something inside there. So that gets us to the scouting phase, but when we actually go in to be able to communicate out, why don't we do both the satchel and the chalk thing? Okay. We'll draw a chalk line, or a shape, on the ship itself, right by where the steering wheel is, and then um, we'll leave one of the satchels so that we can communicate, because the chalk will let us see but not hear, right? It doesn't transmit sound. Right, so if you draw it here... And then on something else later on, then you'll be able to see the ship. They won't be able to see you. Oh, okay. So not as useful. You could also do it in reverse. Draw it on something you're carrying around, and then the other one on the ship. And mm. Yeah, we could draw it on Tokus's shield. Yeah, the back of Tokus's shield. Perfect. Yep. So then they would be able to see us, and we can't see them. They would mostly see Tokus. Right. Yes. But I guess I could hold the shield up, and we could show them stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mainly we would show them us dropping a note into the satchel for them to read. Mm-hmm. That's how we talk to them. <laughs> I mean, if we're smart, we put we would put that somewhere where even like when they're monitoring the ship that they could see out of the corner of their eye. Is there like a place we could put? Yeah, we we set up a high sign. We set up, set up a signal where when we do this hand signal, you know that it's you know come pick us up. That's all we have to do. No, I think you're talking about posi- positionally, right? Like where to... Yeah, just so they can still do their duties of piloting the ship and it's not like they need to go into the chamber and then constantly like... Like if if it's there where they're doing their work, 
then if we give them the signal you're referring to, Brian, it's not like an extra step of, oh, well, they weren't in the captain's chambers and looking at the vision. Yeah, exactly. We put it right next to the uh, steering wheel. So we take a crate out of, like an empty crate out of the cargo hold, and we prop it up on the quarter deck right in front of where the steering wheel is. We draw the shape on Tokus' shield, we draw the shape on the on the crate. Yeah, perfect. And then we've got that one-way visual communication. And then we set up an elaborate language of hand signals mm-hmm. so that we can communicate with them, and we leave. And then we, like, draw what all the different hand signals mean on the side of the crate so they can interpret. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we leave one of the satchels with them so that we can send notes, send love notes or evac requests. Perfect. Okay. So who doesn't have the satchel then? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think you should give up the satchel access, Shaba. Who should then? Um... That's a tough one. Tokus, you're most likely to have your hands full with other things, so it should be you. Yeah. But you also have the armband, and if part of the reason why we wanted to write a note to Mernie was so that we, we should talk about that too, the note to Mernie, about the armband. Right, because I would slip the armband. If the, in the event that it looks like we're going down, I slip off the armband, send it into the mm-hmm. satchel. Mernie knows from the message we're about to write him that he needs to destroy the satchel. So we write Mernie a letter. Dear Mernie, we love you and miss you. By the way, Stripey's dead. We hope you bought lots of Newt uh, eyes with the money we left for you. Yeah. Um, There's a chance we may be sending you an artifact of great power. If so, use it responsibly and destroy the satchel when you receive it. If we have sent it to you, it means that the worst has happened and we're probably all dead. Or we probably will be shortly. So please use it wisely and know that we will always love you. Yeah, don't let the cult get it. Yeah. Uh, destroyed in the fires of Mount Doom. Right. For the second Lord of the Rings reference of the evening. <laughs> um, also, I just wanted to take a second to point out that as of this recording, um, the one episode just launched, that was the math episode where we counted all our gold coins, and Sean was looking through the list of all the mundane items that he could purchase, and he was like, guys, all the way, all the way at the top of the list... We could buy an airship. We could buy an airship. <laughs> and Thane was like, oh, those are just rumors. They don't, we don't actually know that they exist. Well, they actually were. I mean. Yeah. So someone was like, oh, they don't exist. And Thane was like, well, they're just rumors. <laughs> and then, of course, like a few episodes later, airships. Airships. So. Yeah. So I see you, Thane. I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing that we, like, have an airship it's too bad that we're maybe going to our deaths because we won't get to enjoy it yeah i mean if you think about it we're already at the fires of mount doom so last resort we can always just toss the uh, the old armband in there that's true if we need to this is how all the final fantasy games work you know you get the airship and then you're at the end of the game mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you don't actually get the fun of using it right right you fly to the final boss mm. same thing same way all deck building games work too you, you get like a really nice engine going and then the game ends what makes you want to play again. And you're like, no, I want to keep playing, but it's like, but, yeah. the, but the victory condition's the already over. been met. I have a sweet deck, but yeah, the game's over. Game's <laughs> over, you gotta put it back in the box. Um, <laughs> no. Speaking of putting things away, Tokus needs to say goodbye to Ezric before we leave. <laughs> Bye, Ezric. You just push wow. him off. <laughs> Shoves him overboard. <laughs> you just push him off? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> Ezric has been huddled down in the hold this whole time, trying to keep warm as he works on his potions. <laughs> you stuff him into a crate and say return to sender. <laughs> Master, how's it going? I've been better. He's just <laughs> shivering. <laughs> oh, you're not working my fingers to the bone just for you while I'm 
freezing down here. Oh, well, I'll, I'll tell the ship engineers to turn up the heat down here. I'm really sorry. <laughs> we can do that, right? Uh, you don't have any heaters? Yeah, no space heaters. Just chuck a few more magic crystals in there. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, actually, is it warm near the engine, the magical engine? It's not really warm, but there's some other... Yeah, there's magical energy that you can just feel pulsating in that room. It's not a comfortable place to stay very long. It's like yeah, being close to like a high voltage <laughs> line or something. <laughs> well, okay. Well, well, Ezric, you've worked hard enough. I am interested in taking the potions that you finished. How many did you finish? I finished a, a dozen of them. Not good enough, Ezric. <laughs> not good enough. <laughs> Keep barking. We slap him across the face. <laughs> All right, Master. I want another dozen by the time we leave this ship. <laughs> That's very generous. I think you should retire to the... There's got to be like a captain's quarters, right? You ended that sentence a little too late. I think you should retire was the whole <laughs> sentence. That was the entire thing. <laughs> so, Ezric, you can you can retire to the to the common room or whatever the where the beds are. I mean, the beds are in with the whole, just, all just hammocks. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't need to make any more potions, Ezric. Just relax. You can count this like a vacation now. Thank you for your service to the world. Wrap yourself up in a couple of blankets. These potions may very well change the course. I hope they help you. I don't want to see all my work going to waste now. So you'd better come back alive, you hear? I don't know if I can make that promise, Master. The world needs us. The world needs you alive. <laughs> but if you're set on dying out there, then I won't stop you. <laughs> Thanks, Master. You always were supportive of me, Master. <laughs> yeah. I, I did already tell the guys that I plan to donate my remains to science if they can manage to get my body back to the ship. So I thought that would make you proud, Master. Oh, well... I suppose it could come in handy. <laughs> I will run as many experiments on you as possible. Yeah, I want them to grind me down and make me into a potion. <laughs> or use my body however they see fit. Well, anyways, off to off to fight the cult. <laughs> Thanks, Master, for slaving over these potions for the whole two weeks we were flying. <laughs> you did great. Wow, 12 potions. That's four each, man. Yeah. We're lucky. That's a good deal. That's yeah, pretty sweet. Are these just basic? Yeah. Nice. Thanks, Master. Nice. All right. Added. Character sheet official. It's one of those things where, like, at the end of the campaign, it's like, what's the big deal, like, having, you know, 12 healing potions, but 12 healing potions could matter. I mean, bathing in healing potions sounds (laughs) kind of fun, actually. That must be a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. (laughs) You had, like, bruises and cuts and stuff where they just instantly just close up. I wonder how that would work. I'm going to try it someday. Is this like Shaba's thing? Is you just want to bathe in like various weird liquids in the world? <laughs> hmm. Why didn't you jump in when we had the dragon blood if you're so into bathing in weird liquids? Mm, dude, <laughs> uh, bathing yeah. in dragon blood. It's like the most Goliath thing ever. No, let's be clear. I'm into bathing in awesome liquids, not disgusting liquids. <laughs> oh, wait. And, and Tokus remembers that he has the dragon blood, and he takes out a vial and hands it to Ezric and says, Ezric, look what I found during my adventures. And Actually, I'll give him, I'll give him two vials of the dragon blood. Ooh. Don't you have, like, a dozen? I know. I do. Shush. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> Those are mine. Oh, impressive. I could take this back and spend a good few weeks studying this. That you could, Ezric. That you could. It was from a poison dragon that we saved a town of halflings from. 
In fact, consider it your payment. I wonder if it would taste poisonous. Oh, gross. I, I don't recommend that, Esric. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would love to get you back home alive as well. There are all sorts of experiments to run. That might be one of them. I'll find out later. Back at the guild. All right, Esric. Well, see ya. Farewell. Good luck. Good luck on the fate of the world and all. <laughs> all right, well. Good luck storming the castle. All right, we uh, swan dive into the caldera and assault them. Yeah. Good luck storming the castle. Yeah.